Welcome back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM920. Thanks for sticking with us through the break. In this segment, we've got an expert advisor, John Birchfield. You all know and love him. We're going to talk about the positive side of the housing market. And I know you're thinking, well, wait a minute now. Cleve's just trying to put a positive spin on a negative thing. No, there are some very positive things about the market. I will acknowledge, and I think John Birchfield will as well, that interest rates, current interest rates, are not one of the positives about today's market. But John, welcome, sir. Hey, Cleve. Thanks for having me. So, John, I know you you are so welcome. You're always welcome. Oh, by the way, I want to make sure you know we're having our Modern Traditions Realty Holiday Extravaganza on Saturday, November the 18th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Now, John, you can't show up at 10 and expect me to spend time with you all the way until 3 o'clock. You'll have to, you know, kind of come in and and just kind of shake hands all and right. kiss babies and leave. But you can okay. get you can, can get pi- you can get pictures with Santa. You can pick yep. up a free pie for Thanksgiving. There'll be other fun activities like maybe a dunking booth with John Birchfield in it. I'm not sure. Okay. So I just wanted right. to know if I'll you're going to be available to come. Absolutely, I'm going to be there. I'm not. This is legendary. You've got to be there. Love it. So if anybody wants to sign up, just go to gogaddisradio.com and look for Holiday Extravaganza and sign up. So, Mr. Birchfield, uh, I yes, am. Sir. I do not know what it's like to be a lender, but I think I know a little bit what it's like to be a lender for the last, let's just call it two years at this point. And yeah, uh, I'm close in it. Now, I know you love having conversations with people who can buy, people who can't buy. You got the heart of a teacher, meaning you're willing to help anybody regardless of the situation. Sure. But my guess is that you have way more conversations in the last couple of years that lead to unfortunately, hey, you don't qualify at this time for for whatever reason or also probably fairly common they can qualify, but they don't want to, meaning I don't want to spend that much money, yeah. so I'm not going to move forward. So let's just right. do a little comparison. If we went back almost to 2000, like 2001, let's compare mm-hmm. what was happening then compared to what's happening today to help people who are are at least real estate market conscious um, understand why is it so much harder to qualify today than it was back then? Yeah, uh- Great question. And the reason we like to look back to 2001 is because that's the last time we experienced interest rates that were at this level. Yep. Oh, uh, you know, we ran into really 20 years of an accommodating interest rate environment, um, you know, a good bit lower than what we've what we've seen the last six to 12 months. Right. So when we look back to, to 2001, um, the reason that it is a little bit more challenging for folks now is just because of the average price of a home. Yep. Right. Uh, I went back to 2001, looked at, okay, Atlanta Metro, what was the average price of a home? And yep. You and I were both, both doing a lot of deals back then yep. at the average of $174,000. Yep. Okay. Now we're doing those deals. That same average home is 416,000. Exactly. Isn't that amazing? Okay, so Isn't that amazing. It is. And so think about it. There probably has not been nearly as much. Pro- now, if incomes had gone up, by the same amount that prices had gone up, we'd have no problems. But I'm guessing the issue yeah. is that the incomes have not progressed upward as quickly as home prices have. That's right. You're exactly right. I think the uh, the average income was around forty two thousand yep. uh, back in the early two thousands, and now we're we're up to about fifty seven thousand. Mm-hmm. So um, that's not the kind of wage growth that you would expect when you've seen house prices uh, over double. Uh, in fact, if you do the math on that, the income, average income has increased 35%, but the average price of a house increased 139%. So, yeah, 
that's what we're going to call the affordability index. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's just a little bit more challenging to afford a home today than what we've grown accustomed to over the past 20 years. Yep. My first interest rate, 8.875%. Uh, I'm not trying to justify anything for anybody because if you think 8% today is yeah. crazy, think what you want to think. I, I totally get that. Do you remember what your first interest rate was on the first loan that somebody was, uh, where somebody was Seven dumb enough, some, somebody was dumb enough to give Seven you money? Seven and a half. <laughs> Yep, they gave me money to buy a forty thousand dollar condo in Athens. Oh, it was yes, seven and a half percent. Seven and a half percent. Mine was eight point eight seven five in nineteen ninety two, and so I want to think. I want to ask you a question here for just a second. Let's just say that the market rate, and now, so we know that the price over twenty years has gone up by two point four. So it's gone up a hundred and forty percent, basically. And That's so right. let's just say that you could have had a rate of four percent. But instead, you had to have a rate of 8%. So that's 4% a year for 20 years. That's 80%. Now, I know that's not the way it works. But house values appreciated enough to cover all of the additional interest over those 20 years. Absolutely. And so I'm sure not did. saying, and for those of you who are listening who just drove off the road or, or you know, slapped the dog in the back of the car, whatever it is because you like Cleve is crazy, I'm not saying you need to buy a home. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is that sometimes if you do need to buy a home, it's worth going ahead and doing it at a little bit of a higher interest rate. John, I know you do not have a crystal ball. And uh, so I'm going to use my own crystal ball, which by the way, does not exist. John is looking at me on video and he can <laughs> see that I don't actually have a crystal ball, but I'm going to tell you, I think interest rates are going to go down a little bit next year. And I'm just basing this. You might think I'm crazy. It is an election year. And yeah, whichever party, whichever party is in power, they want to stay in power. And I'm not even saying yeah. that I wouldn't think that way if I was in power myself. But people are upset about how much it costs to buy things in the U.S. today. And I, my guess is there's going to be some presidential pressure on those things as much as possible. And so when somebody gets does, let's say they get their mortgage at seven and a half percent. What does the mortgage rate need to be in order to make it really worthwhile from a financing standpoint? Would it be worth looking at it if it drops by a point? Would it be, would, should you, you wait? To refinance. Yes, to refinance. Sorry, I, I might not have said that, um, but to refinance. Yeah. Well, first I'd say everybody's situation is different. Yep. So one thing that we're going to do cost-free is do a do an individual analysis of somebody's needs and where they're at and where they want to be yep. to see if it's right for them to refinance. But general math, we want, to, we want to start the conversation at about a point. About a so point. we're at seven and a half today and we hit to six and a half to six and a quarter. We're going to have start having conversations about, okay, is it time? Yep. Or maybe we wait and let them keep dropping. Okay. Uh, well, you know, or, or you could, you could do a year and refinance at a point lower. And if for the example, they connect, continued to go, you could do another year and do it another point lower. Because in many cases, I'm not saying they should. What I'm saying is that yeah. in many cases, that one point reduction is more than enough to offset any additional costs that it would you'd have to pay to refinance the loan and some. Absolutely. So once they yeah. start going down, you can just get locked in at a lower and lower rate. But you, mm -hmm. now you as the home buyer own the home and you get control of all of the additional equity. Because one of the things that I, I'll just about bet you, John, is that 20 years from now, houses will be worth twice as much as they are today.
I would I would not take that bet. Yeah, I would not I just, take that I, bet. I just I think, think you're absolutely right. Now, so, and here's a couple of things, and I don't know if you look at this stuff uh, very closely, John, but it's fascinating to me. I bet you do. Um, but I think the main driver for the market. So it's hard to finance a home. We've discussed that. Uh, we've discussed the 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 emotional difficulty of having conversations with people who can't qualify or don't want to qualify, and we know that. And we know right. for you as as home buyers and borrowers, that's a that's a real problem. But but why are prices continuing to rise? They are they they have not dropped mm-hmm. in the city of Atlanta, not in condos and townhomes or single family de- detached homes. Why do you think prices have not dropped? Well, price stability is all about supply and demand, and we simply are not putting enough homes on the market to support the increase in household size, especially in the southeast where everybody wants to come and live. Uh, you know, there might be pockets of the country where you see a little bit of declines. But that's certainly not down here where we are. Yep. And so specifically in the last 12 months, this is a rolling 12-month average, there's been 2.068 million households created. Two million new households. So that's boyfriend and girlfriend deciding to live together. That is people getting a divorce and having two households. That's somebody going Mm -hmm. off to college and coming back home and living somewhere else. It's 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 a death in the family where somebody has to go live somewhere else. It's anything that causes a new household. 2.068 million in the last 12 months. So wow. in order to keep up pace, how many housing units would we have needed to would we have needed to have built? Uh, to, more than that. Uh, well, or at least 2.068 million. But what at we, least, but you have to feel there's there's older homes that are not eligible to be lived in. Agreed, a hundred percent. But we only built one point four million in that same year a little short there that's right 600 and something thousand short now i'm not sure that the the multifamily properties are included in this so the numbers might not be quite as bad as i'm making them out to be but as long as we have less inventory standing inventory on the ground today than we need in the united states it is going to be a problem meaning it's going to be a problem that continues to push prices up so let's just hope exactly right. let's just hope that inventory stays low, that those dynamics stay the same, and the federal government gets serious about keeping all of its taxpayers happy and figures out a way to get the end. And I know interest rates are a matter of the, the, the bond market. I understand that. But, but honestly, there are ways for the government to manipulate that in order to make it more positive for everybody. Absolutely. They've done it for the last 20 years. Then I think <laughs> that you'll see interest rates go down. You'll see home price appreciation. At that point, I think you will see it absolutely skyrocket. You know, we saw 15 17%. For a couple of years, 2020 and 2021, 2019, 2020, mm-hmm. 2021, and I think we might very well see that again. And I saw a chart the other day, and this is for home sellers, John, who who have a mortgage rate that's you know below four percent or below three percent or below five percent. Right. That 75 percent of that group with mortgages below six percent would at least consider. Now, the answer is I probably wouldn't move, but probably doesn't mean I definitely won't move, which means they would consider it. And so my suggestion for anybody out there, whether you're financing or trying to buy a home, is you need to see things in black and white. So, John, if I sent somebody to you and said, let's look at the cost of ownership of their current home, let's look at the cost of the ownership of the new home, let's compare what we're doing with the equity, you can help them understand that, right? Absolutely. And you said the key word. They've built up so much equity by having those low rates and the property appreciation we've seen over the last four years. 
when they're able to roll that into a huge down payment on the new one, they may be surprised how little impact the interest rate might have on them. It's huge. 678-226-7887 is the number for John. I know you'll come back and see us sometime soon. We've got to take a quick break. When we come back, multi-generational housing helps with affordability naturally and solar panels, what you need to know and where does Atlanta rank in terms of use of solar panels? We've got that and more. Stick with us. We'll be back. <music> 